0: again, folks, I'm Chris Henry. This podcast series, Ahead of the Curve, produced by Jarrett, has focused a great deal on how Salesforce technology can be of immense benefit to companies and businesses in a variety of verticals. Over the past 18 months or so, we've laid out the benefits for manufacturing, insurance, healthcare, education, and travel that Salesforce products can provide when they're properly implemented. But we've never heard from Geraint Solution Architects who actually design and put up the solutions. So in this episode, we'll talk to one such architect to learn how he works with Salesforce Marketing Cloud, adapting it to create implementations that give our customers the solutions they're looking for, and often more than they're looking for. Ryan Clayton has been with Geraint for several years, but has deep experience having designed more solutions than he says he can count. He currently focuses on marketing cloud, as we mentioned, and I began by asking him what his starting point is when it comes to designing a solution for clients. His answer proved to be very interesting.
1: So every implementation is different, but the best starting point is probably to bridge the gap between what Salesforce has shown them as the possible and uh, the business's needs. Salesforce does a a great job demoing the applications for for clients. prior to onboarding to Marketing Cloud. Uh, However, the reality is that those clients may not have purchased every feature set that they saw and therefore can't have exactly what they thought they were seeing from Salesforce. Uh, So there's multiple considerations that should probably be recognized since all clients have the same business use cases, even internal resources for that matter, uh, or even as well, different channels of communication so that whether that's SMS or uh, email, uh, so from there, it, it's it's always important to consider the future state of the client. Planning for these future items also helps a client sort of set up for a better long-term success as opposed to designing for the the immediate need.
0: Yeah, well, I, got, I think what you've enunciated is really the the raison d'être for having an implementation partner like Jaren, uh, for example, uh, working alongside the client, uh, so you can you can bridge the. Gee, wouldn't it be great if, with the practical realities, that's I mean that's exactly
1: correct. So when a client comes in, they don't they don't know marketing cloud potentially, right? So what may happen is they could design what they currently have, and that may not be best practice within the marketing cloud world of things compared to their previous ESP. So that's where a a partner that does come in handy for sure.
0: So what would you say then is your greatest challenge when, when trying to connect Salesforce products with existing technology that a client may possess? So probably
1: some of the, uh, well, actually probably the biggest challenge uh, with implementations is that all these products in the market cloud world, even Salesforce in general, probably, right? Uh, they're all standalone, meaning that they can function on their own without any sort of necessity for another application. So since these are all standalone products. In order to implement them them together in an optimal fashion, uh, clients typically have to make some sort of tough choice down that road, whether they want the complete functionality of all of those different products or a streamlined connection to help maintain a complete customer view. Uh, A good example of that is with Marketing Cloud Connect, right? So that's the connector between Sales Service Cloud and Marketing Cloud. Uh, The biggest struggle there is to either maintain the full functionality on each side, meaning uh, utilize leads and contacts, everything that Sales Cloud CRM is meant for, and then everything on the Marketing Cloud side that an ESP is meant for, or have some sacrifices on both sides so you can have that single record ID across all those applications to have a better view of the, the subscriber or the contacts.
0: So obviously, if a, if a client's looking at Marketing Cloud, taking a serious look at, at uh, purchasing licenses around Marketing Cloud, do they need Sales Cloud and Service Cloud to begin with? They don't.
1: But I will say that Marketing Cloud's not meant to act as an ESP or an ESP, sorry, a CRM rather. So if you have an external CRM, that's fine, Uh, but it does work best when it's downstream of Sales Cloud.
0: So we can see that even though Salesforce products are standalone, as Ryan has stated, there is a need for the solution architect to finesse some elements in order to give the customer a solution that meets the objectives while still making sense from a cost point of view. In that case, what are some of the strategies or approaches that can be taken? So,
1: in that sort of scenario, I am a big fan of uh, an MVP approach. uh, regardless of the size of the client. And what I mean by that is that I would rather start simpler uh, with an approach via just simply file drops, right? An automated process that drops a file, whether it's hourly, daily, etc. And then work towards a more streamlined solution. And the reason why I like that option better than shooting for the moon uh, right off the beginning is that, Clients will typically have a dedicated Marketing Cloud team or even a single resource specific to Marketing Cloud for that matter. Uh, so that at least gets them the ability to get the functionality that they paid for up and running in a less than optimal fashion. And then they can work towards that great optimized scenario where they probably will implement something probably via API to make it a real time event.
0: OK. So if I'm a CTO listening to this episode, should I be concerned uh, because, because Salesforce products are so self-contained coming right off the shelf that you know anything I buy like marketing cloud might not work well with an existing technology platform? Is that something I need to worry about as a CTO? There's
1: always a level of concern around that, right? So obviously, in a deal scenario, a Salesforce product will work best with a Salesforce product. Uh, and they design it that way. Uh, but that doesn't mean that's the only functionality connection that can occur, right? So back to the reference of Marketing Cloud Connect, that managed package is really at its base just an API tool, right? So if you have the capabilities, whether it's an in-house developer or contracting out a developing resource, you can have a similar type of functionality to where it can integrate with any system. Uh, and that's not to say that other... CRMs or other tools that you're looking to connect to Cloud don't have a pre-built connector themselves.
0: In most solutions, there's going to be a point where data migration considerations have to be made. Moving data to the cloud has no cost attached. The cost kicks in when that data is accessed from the cloud. So what data to migrate over actually is a critical decision
1: more times than not what we encounter is that a client will want all their data in marketing cloud regardless if that data already exists in their crm so i'm more of a fan of letting the crm be the crm and what its intended purpose is and only bringing over data into marketing cloud that is crucial for segmentation or personalization beyond that that data shouldn't exist in marketing cloud because otherwise you're just having Multiple spots to track that data, which can cause a lot of confusion, uh, especially when there's an issue that arises in troubleshooting where that data has been pulled from.
0: How does a project determine which which uh, software methodology you would use? And by that, I mean, would you do you always use an agile approach, or do you revert to the uh, the granddaddy, the waterfall <laughs> approach? You know, how how does the project shape that? So I'm not sure it's so much the
1: project that determines that. Uh, sort of methodology is so much as the application itself and kind of to expand on that a little bit, right? So by default, the Jarrett methodology is agile, which is a spectacular way of handling projects. A good example of that sales is is, a kind of a product that kind of works well in an agile setting. You know, it offers a great focus on customer satisfaction and a UAT sort of approach, right? But something with like marketing cloud, the most common scenario is what you'll see is more of a waterfall method or even a hybrid approach because it's, it's, you'll develop the entire plan of action, get approval for it, and then just build. Uh, Marketing Cloud doesn't have test environments or anything like that. So a lot of the times UAT examples and stuff like that are a more difficult process to, to complete. So I like to have a little bit of a mixture of both people that hybrid method of using, uh, basing everything on agile, but also providing some of the benefits of the, of the waterfall method as well. So we can get those items like your blueprint so that the client knows exactly what was created in the account,
0: uh, those sorts of things. Well, is, is there any testing involved then with Marketing Cloud?
1: There is. You, you most definitely test, right? So some examples there is you can create a business unit to where you do all your your testing in, but there's no longer a dedicated environment for testing. Most commonly, I'll suggest testing the live process with test data, as opposed to creating a duplicate and testing it in a business unit environment. Mm-hmm. That way you can have a true representation and that nothing gets gets lost in translation when you're trying to say, all right, did we migrate everything over? Did we miss something? Did we change something while we were trying to migrate everything? Those sorts of scenarios.
0: Since every implementation is different, solution architects probably have their favorites over time. The ones where significant challenges were overcome, for example, or where the solutions drove much more than the customer expected. I asked Ryan about his own favorites.
1: I I, I don't think I could choose any one single project over another since each of them are unique and they all have distinct challenges to them. Mm -hmm. From my perspective, I would probably only consider a project successful if the client adopts Marketing Cloud sort of at a higher rate, because if they do, that means we've done our job correctly. You know, while support retainers are a key to client success at the end of an implementation, unless we're being retained to manage their processes for them due to like a, a lack of resources or they just want to have a long term support contract. Other scenarios where there's those support contracts just show a lack of user adoption or a need for further training, which means there's some gaps that still need to be filled.
0: And and when that doesn't happen uh, or doesn't need to happen, then all other things being equal, the project probably goes pretty smoothly. Yes. The role of software is to satisfy a business need in an organization. However, simply purchasing a license and downloading a program will lead to disappointment and disillusion. Software forms part of an overall solution that has to be carefully designed to not only fulfill a business need, but to integrate smoothly with existing technology at the same time. That's the role of the solution architect. And the good ones, like Ryan Clayton, design the best solution to meet the customer's goal something made a lot easier through self-contained products like those offered by Salesforce, because so much is included in the platform. If connectivity is necessary, the architect has a number of Salesforce-designed options at his or her disposal that can ensure seamless integration. You've been listening to Ahead of the Curve, a podcast series produced by Geraint in cooperation with Salesforce. Thanks to Ryan Clayton, one of Geraint's solution architects, for giving us insight into how he does his job. Technical production of Ahead of the Curve comes from Dave Grine and the Acme Podcasting Company in Toronto. I'm Chris Henry, thanks for being with us.